Welcome to the Wildly Tarot Podcast. Hi, Esther. Hi, Holly. I wish that our sweet listeners could see your background because I don't think I've ever seen your background decorated for any holiday. And it is like <laughs> yulified like crazy, like sparkly gold. I have no idea what this is called anymore because I only know the tinsel? Korean word for it. Tinsel. Thank oh. you. All night, I've my students, I've been trying to think of this name. I was like, garland? It's not really garland. It is. It's a tinsel garland. Tinsel. Okay. I've been trying to think of tinsel because here they call it buncha buncha because it's like glittery like stuff. <laughs> Fair. And I think I'm like, that makes sense. That's all I can that's all I can remember. So with all my students as I'm speaking in English, I'm like, yeah, I put some bunch of bunch of up. Sure, that's what people say in English too. I'm sure. Tinsel, sure, tinsel, tinsel. Not even I never remember I'm gonna write that down for myself for later. <laughs> I know. You still have like two weeks until actual like Christmas. Yeah, Christmas. ten days at least. So You know what's so fun is that Nathan the other day was like, So what day is the day you want to celebrate? Like he finally oh. kind of realized that I was not doing Christmas, I was doing Yule. But uh -huh. part of it is because I've been feeling a lot of Yule spirit this year. And I think uh. it's because our rainy season has already started and yeah. normally it doesn't happen till after the new year. Yeah. So it's like been dreary and cold mm -hmm. and rainy. And not inspired by your garlands, but similarly with your garlands, it turns out I fucking love garlands. Yeah. They're fun. Like they are absolutely a thousand times better than Christmas trees. Uh-huh. I I mean, I still have a tree up also, but I put garlands everywhere, like all throughout my kitchen, mm -hmm. any sort of horizontal surface <laughs> that seems like an entryway. Yeah. I put a garland up. Yeah. I love them. They make yeah. me feel so joyful. Uh-huh. They're so much fun. Now I got Maybe it for my students. The, my background, my garland is for my students. So they can kind of <laughs> because in Korea, Christmas is like a holiday. But it's not like there's no cohesive celebration of Christmas. You have like the Christmas, yeah. like the Christian celebration. And then you have like the kind of normal people. And then you have everyone else who's kind of like, eh, about I guess Christmas. another chance for presents. Exactly. It's, it's a nice day <laughs> off from work. That's what most people think. It's like, which oh, is how I've kind yeah. of treated it for like my entire life. Right. Like I'm not a very, I've, it's so funny because my name is literally Holly. Yes. But I think that makes it worse. <laughs> like my grinchiness uh -huh. is noticeable to other people like we okay. had a, like staff holiday party and one of the things that my boss did which I thought was actually a really good way to do this because obviously it was via zoom um it was like a version of never have I ever uh-huh but everyone starts with their camera on and then she just went through the prompts all of them were holiday related okay because it was a holiday party and as you say like you know never have I ever cooked gingerbread or whatever if you have you just turn off your camera okay so then the last person with their camera still on wins as the biggest oh winter. okay okay and when I went out, my the reaction from some of my friends who were in the group was like, I'm shocked that Holly went out already. <laughs> like, I just was really anticipating being the gringiest. But oh. it's partially because I've just like, I was raised in a community with a lot of non-Christians. Uh -huh. So I think that my brain has always been pretty like... Why do Agnostic we make holiday. such a big deal of this? Yeah. yeah, like why do we make everyone celebrate Christmas? But then also when I stopped like even trying to still fit in with that. Right, <laughs> Which I right. guess I never really tried that hard. <laughs> but <laughs> right. I really went through a long period of not giving a shit about it at all, uh -huh. which is probably kind of sad for people around me because my family is very spirited because they like throwing parties yeah. and wearing sequins. Right. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, so yeah. Yule, I don't know. I just am feeling very like Yuletide spirit That's and good. it's perfect because we're reviewing that 
Yuletide Lenormand that we got yes. like on Christmas Day last year. I know, I know. I, we've been like literally waiting a whole entire year to, re- to review this deck. So, and I'm stoked about it. Yeah. And like, I start, I've even been watching like Christmas movies, Aww. like Hallmark Christmas movies on Netflix and stuff. I guess yeah. only Netflix Christmas movies. And like, that's how much holiday spirit I'm feeling. Oh, because that's of so the rain. I swear it's because of the rain. I swear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've I have it hasn't hit me yet, but I'm still going a million miles at work. Yeah, next week is finally like the week where everything kind of stops, like all the makeup yeah. classes that we're having to do stop, so I can finally yeah. like breathe into the rest of the right. Month. So, so my students were in finals all through last week, so it's still pretty chaotic. I'm still meeting with students this week, but way yeah. fewer, and they don't seem quite as like panicked. So my my brain <laughs> is good. starting to that's good relax a little Yay. bit, I suppose. Yeah, but yeah. I watched. I made my so my sister in law's visiting us. I made her and Nathan watch Single All the Way yesterday, uh-huh. which is like the gay holiday movie on Netflix right now uh-huh. with Michael Yuri, the guy from Ugly Betty, who's yes. like so adorable and charming. Uh-huh. And the other lead is incredible also. It's like, and it has Jennifer Coolidge uh-huh. and also Kathy Najimy, who uh-huh. I love. They play sisters. Mm-hmm. I think that they should play sisters in everything because it lets <laughs> Kathy Najimy be this like the straight comedy person. Right. Like the straight person, which is so unusual for her because they almost always have her be a goofy, goofy one. Right. But she was, she was, oh God, so good. And then the dad, cause it's like a going home for the holidays movie. The dad, this is like such a random reference, but the dad was the mayor in Spin City. I don't know if you oh, ever watched yeah. that show. Oh yeah, I kind of watched a couple episodes of Spin City. Okay, he was okay, the mayor in that so show. So that okay. tall white haired guy. Right. Uh-huh. And he's like so adorable because basically the plot is like they, it's kind of, uh, aborted fake relationship plot between Michael Yuri's no yes I always w- am worried that I'm calling him the name of the guy from Panic at the Disco but oh. I think that's Brendan Yuri <laughs> yes it is anyway, Brendan <laughs> Michael Yuri and his best friend slash roommate like kind of agree to go home and pretend to be together it ends up like that plan falls apart within like the first five minutes but right. the dad is so enthusiastic about this coupling Aww. that he's kind of like conspiring to get them together for, it was just so, so funny cute. and so sweet. Yeah. And I really appreciate like a LGBTQ romantic comedy Christmas movie that was also written by LGBT yeah. people. Yeah. It was just so adorable. Aside. Yes. So, did you read the Am I an Asshole recently about the oh romance novel? Oh my god! Oh my gosh, we need to talk about this because this even uh, got into my my D and D group. They were talking about it, so we got to we got to dish about this. I know. I feel like everybody on the internet's talking about it, but it's we need so, to have feelings. If you're pro- so me as a Grinch, yes, I feel like out Grinched by everybody after reading that. Or okay. After- because that woman, so basically the Am I the Asshole, you could easily find it because it was it really took Twitter by storm yes. also. But basically it was like a work gift exchange. Yeah, like a and secret they Santa. All gave lists. Yeah. They all gave lists of what they wanted, which is like awesome because Best. I've never had that experience exactly. before ever in any Secret Santa Relief I've ever purchased. that I don't have in. to think about this gift. <laughs> Seriously. So this letter writer wrote in to Reddit to ask if they were the asshole because they basically got this list from a coworker that included romance novels, decided, oh, that's way too cringe. I can't buy this coworker romance novels. And so instead just opted to get some like apparently 500 page slog of a f- sci-fi novel thinking that she would help this woman expand her horizons. And some baby Yoda socks. Yeah. <laughs> with the 
with the idea being that everybody loves Baby Yoda. I don't. I don't give a single shit about Baby Yoda. Well, I'm like, I'm like, you have, okay, okay. But the thing was is that the romance novels on the list were very tame romance novels. It's like two Christina Lauren novels. And yeah. Christina Lauren is like renowned for their more recent stuff being super tame. Right. Christina Lauren, for those of you who don't know, are two writers who write together. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's, it, it is technically romance for a lot of reasons, and I think they would consider it romance, but it is not graphic, especially right. the most it's not recent in the, It's stuff. not like erotica, like you kind of no, envision no, no. when you expect it's, She's romance. not asking for Ice Planet Barbarians or like fucking or like, Morning Glory Milking Farm. She's asking for two Emily Henry novels and two Christina Lauren novels. Well, that, like, like for me, I was just like, okay, so you had a list here. Like if you wanted to like expand their horizons... And you say like, okay, well, I like this book too. Maybe they'll enjoy this because they enjoy this yeah. book. Like, like get it, something in the genre of romance with sci-fi because there's plenty of right. that too. Right. You know, like, or get them one book. Somebody in the Reddit comments was like, the funny thing is that you can tell that the letter writer isn't even a fantasy fan because uh-huh. that's like the first book that comes up on Reddit book suggestions when you oh. are looking for that genre. Okay. So it's not even like... So they it's like read it something where they just Googled like uh-huh. non-romance or whatever and then decided to, it's just so wild to me. Yeah. And then, so the letter writer was asking if they were an asshole because they were super mad that the receiver right. didn't appreciate their gift. Which is just like, <laughs> like, so what did expect? What did you expect? You, and then they gave the baby ex- Yoda socks to their coworker for their kid. I'm like, yeah, which, they did. I would too. Yeah. She's not a sci-fi person. Like, yeah. why would she hold on to baby Yoda, Yoda socks? Yeah, yeah. And also, if somebody gave you a specific list of everything they wanted and then you go against it, then you are always going to be the asshole because that right. person get, put thought into what they want. Yeah, exactly. And they want, and they weren't getting, they weren't giving you a list of like their deep, darkest book and their desire. They were like, okay, well, this right. is a respectable Here's list that I would put in public. Socially, yeah. yeah. Like something that's so mainstream that I, as people who really do love romance, right? They barely even feel like if you're suggesting it, you're it's suggesting a romance. Like yeah, it doesn't yeah. even feel like I'm suggesting a romance. Exactly. To be like it's a people good we story. Meet on like, is one literature. of the, my favorite books of the year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not that romance isn't, but it's just like. And then the latter writer like made all these edits to be like, <laughs> I, uh, I, everyone keeps thinking that I'm a man, but I am a woman. I'm just not a pumpkin spice latte romance loving woman. I was woman. like, it's like, oh, <laughs> that. Just because you're a woman doesn't mean you're not a fucking misogynist. Right, this is a right, perfect example of that. Right. Well, and you can dislike romance yeah. but still be cool with other people liking, liking romance. It's a huge industry. Right. And that's what I and, and that's something I said. I was like, you know, people read romance. Like I like reading romance because there is a like and happily ever after that yeah, is promised. Yeah, we know that things will We know end that well. I'm not going to it's not going to be a Nicholas <laughs> Sparks novel where he kills off everyone at the end. He is not romance, you know. Yeah, like no. I don't have Fuck to deal that with that. You not know? only is he not romance because that's the way he's right, but also he's so hyper judgmental about romance that yeah. it's like Sit down. Yeah. yeah Nobody wants your opinion. Spark, someone likes you. Um, <laughs> but like at the same time, like if you're wanting to kind of quote unquote expand horizons, get them the book they want and then get them the book that you think they would maybe enjoy in the, inside yeah, your genre. That's a really good point. You know, like yeah. you don't have to get them, you know, or get them, you know, snuggly socks. You don't have to get them baby Yoda socks because. Or fucking Google. If you like Emily Hen- Henry, who else would you like? Right. I'm 100% sure that there's like a Kirkus list or something right. Right. of romance authors similar to em- he- Emily. What? Emily Henry is what I was just trying to <laughs> Emily say. Emily Henry. Emily Henry. It's just yeah. like or just so like wild. sci-fi romance novels and get her like a Kindle Unlimited subscription for a couple months or something. I don't know. Actually, a Kindle Unlimited subscription would be such a fun gift to yeah. give somebody that you know loves romance. Uh-huh. Cuz there's so many on there. 
Anyway. Seriously. So anyway, I, was, I, I remembered that midway. I was like, oh, this is the banter. God, that was like, yeah. <laughs> I thought of it. It's just so enraging. It's it was. So enraging. And I, I went to a bunch of bookstores this weekend because, like I said, my sister-in-law's visiting and we both share a passion for books. And so right. we, we've been, we went to like probably three or four. Did you find our book in Sneaky Sign the book? No, I, this is actually so embarrassing and I really regret it. I should have been less of a scaredy cat, but we went to the, one of the places we went was the last bookstore, which is in downtown LA. uh And it's like kind of famous for having this like book arch upstairs. People take a lot of photos there. Mm -hmm. Anyway, while I was upstairs in kind of the general section, I thought my, our, you know, like I thought I might be able to find our book, Yeah, but I didn't. Um, there were, there was a group of like book club women who were probably like our age, like definitely sort of mid thirties. They were having this so much fun. And one of them goes, Oh, and I just saw a book about the history of tarot art. And (gasps) I clammed up and didn't, I was too bashful to ask her where she even saw it. So instead I spent like an additional 45 minutes, just like wandering around looking for it, not asking anyone because it felt so embarrassing to like go up to an employee at this very like kind of. I don't know, hip. Yeah. Like the pro- the, the, I didn't really like it that much because it was super dark, first of all. But also oh. it felt like all the employees that I ran into felt very like uh, high fidelity record store employees. Okay. You know, like it was okay. all dudes wearing like black graphic tees and okay. hoodies. Uh-huh. And I just couldn't bring myself to ask any of them if it was there. So I didn't even find it or look. Okay. I mean, okay. I did look, but I didn't do everything I could have done to look, including like then the upstairs is sort of like a... Um, what is it called where there's like the, oh, a mezzanine. Okay. So the upstairs is sort of a mezzanine and around the exterior of half of it are these little shops. Mm-hmm. And one of the walls had an exhibit of Dreamweavers Tarot, original okay. art. Dreamweavers. Is that what it's called? I just, I bought it after seeing them, seeing it there. Cause it's really cool. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, um, the it's just a really neat style hold on yeah find the actual name but anyway so they had all the original art like laid out in dream keepers tarot they had the original art laid out in tarot spreads like it was on the wall but in the shape of like big you know like probably eight by eleven um or maybe seven by twelve or something but in the shape of a Celtic cross and in oh. the shape of all these other spreads. It was like a cool little art exhibit. And I walked past them while they were looking at that. And I still was too bashful to ask them where they'd seen the book about tarot art history. But the place that we'd been, that we went to directly before that was called lost books, which was uh-huh. not in LA. I think it was in like Montrose or something. Um, and they had the, our nemesis book, the oh, uh, tarot Tashin. art book from Tashin. Uh-huh. Of course they did. And that was the one I po- I posted a reel about it because they had a living ceiling in addition to oh, living walls. Yeah, like, yeah, it was yeah. so plant filled. It was so cool. So oh. if you're in LA looking for a bookstore, I would go to Lost Books rather mm-hmm. than the Last Bookstore. The Lost Bookstore is like four times as big, and they're owned by the same people. Okay. But Lost Books was in like a cute little downtown area with all these adorable restaurants, and it was so much more vibey than uh-huh. like. I just can't handle places that seem to only employ surly men. Like I'm just not interested. You want a cozy bookstore. <clears throat> yeah. I want a plant filled light filled. Like they were paying, playing like grateful dead lightly uh-huh. in the, in the lost bookstore. It was covered in plants. They, but both places actually had 
terrible romance sections. Oh. The best romance section in a used bookstore that I found this week was in Riverside, where I actually work my day job. We uh-huh. went down there, too. And they at least had, like, two aisles of used romances. Both of these bookstores had, like, maybe a shelf or half oh. a shelf. Like, kind of insane. And also, the last bookstore had tons of Eric Jerome Dickey R.I.P. Who's like that erotica uh-huh. writer. Right. But like not a single Lisa Kleypas or, no. you know, any like it just. Or so nothing it, kind or of like, like current and fresh. It sounds it like. Felt, also, it felt just very like, oh, we're doing we don't do regular romance. We do literary romance. Oh. <clears throat> oh. But at the Lost Books place, which was way smaller, they had a little bit more romance. And I did get a Kleypas there. OK, OK. Oh, that's good. Anyway, th- this has been 20 minutes of us not talking about tarot. I hope anyone gives <laughs> well, a shit about Well, we mentioned it briefly. Opinions. So yeah, that's true. And that's the other thing is that none of them even had like tarot deck. Like even Lost oh, Books had this tarot exhibit, but they didn't have any tarot decks. That is weird. They did have a whole entire shelf of Christian fiction, though, which I'm like, I'm sorry, no offense to California Christians, but like, are there enough of you that it, this bookstore necessitates an entire shelf of Christian <laughs> but fiction? But not enough romance. Like, come on, come on. It's just like so wild. That is so wild. Oh, but seriously. anyway, it was still really fun and I can't buy enough books. Oh, yeah. oh, and now that it's light outside, Esther, I can see the rain. Oh, that's so exciting. <sighs> I just want to light a fire, not yes. work today. Yes, that sounds amazing. Anyway, you have to pick card of the day. Stop me from talking more. Well, I'm picking Carla Day from Hilda, and she says the Nine of Pentacles. Look at how pretty she is just laying there in the garden. Seriously. Yeah. Thanks, Hilda. Thank you, Hilda. Okay. So our question's a long one, Esther. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's okay. So we begin with a content warning. They do talk about the use of an illegal hallucination. Did we already say this was from Kyle? No, not yet. Okay. Are we going to say? I'll say that in a second. But the content warning at at the top. There is a illegal use of a halogenic substance. Nature. <laughs> hallucination. Well, it's, the hallucination oh, no, is the dream. Like the hallucinogenic substance, I think. Is he that... says, yeah, he said, I do talk about the use of an illegal hallucination. You're right. That but I think hallucination is the dream state and hallucinogenic is the drug itself. An illegal hallucination. I mean, I guess if the hallucination happens. <laughs> Can someone more skilled memes, at this than us, please? <laughs> Yeah, we're super hip with the drug lingo, especially hallucinogenic. I'm, I'm like, totally this is what I know it. from CSI. Okay. And, <laughs> sorry, Kyle, this is to be a serious content warning. So there is a talk of an illegal hallucinogenic or drug substance and the death of grandparents, but there's a bit of a story to it. So here we yeah. go. This question is from Kyle, and he says, this last April, my maternal grandmother passed away. And a week later, I decided to work through that grief and did two hits of LSD with my friends. It wasn't my first time doing acid, and I just wanted to escape for a while. I was having an intense grounding experience with my friend. The moon that night was life-changing. I mean, it could have been the LSD, but it was the biggest and brightest moon I had ever seen. 
We were standing in a field and the moon made us cast shadows. I love it when that happens. So pretty. Sounds so pretty. Rarely do I see the it that bright. So we were just being quiet and having our own meditations. That's when it happened. My first vision. I looked across the growing cornfields and the lights of the town in the distance changed shaped into two giant elderly women standing over the field, tending to it. In the moment, I felt cared for and understood. I also saw a pointy-eared dog running up out of the field by them and chase after something they threw. Another friend had joined us and pulled me out of it, and we went inside. And I know what you and everyone else listening is thinking. I was tripping on LSD, of course. I had visuals. That's the point. This felt different. Early that morning, hours later, I learned that my paternal grandmother had passed away. I lost both my grandmothers within a week of each other. It was very, it was concentrated grief. The sadness just got pulverized together. My vision comes back to me. It instantly clicks. It was them. They understood and cared about me and said goodbye. I didn't understand the dog part yet. Not until we got a puppy here in September, which is the cutest dogs. I appreciate Kyle sending me all the puppy pictures imaginable. <laughs> I just, I don't think it. I've it's seen it. It's Sunday. His name is Aww. Sunday. It's so cute. Okay. I love it. <laughs> the way she looked the first time she chased after a ball. The vision is back and I feel this overwhelming calm. They sent me my dog. She hasn't stopped wanting to play fetch ever since, every day since. I'm sure I still have skeptics. If the cute puppy story didn't really end. Let's fast <laughs> forward to today, November 1st. I'm at Which yoga class. Goes, I would just like the record to show that today is December 14th. <laughs> just to give you a little bit of a insight in how long jump. this sometimes goes <laughs> sorry guy we love you <laughs> i met just yoga. one one solid month and a half uh... <laughs> okay we had a book come out it's fine yeah <laughs> i met yoga class normal class i drew cards before a class for energy to bring into the week they were they they were the chariot which is also my card of the year and the lovers we were in a final resting pose, and I would usually use this time to ground and focus on my cards. But the instructor led us through a guided meditation, which took me somewhere else. Oh, Here comes that. vision number two. I saw one of them, the elderly woman again, just one of them. She was dressed in all black and gray and had a hat and a shawl covering most of her. She kept moving further back away from me while shadows danced in front of her. The shadows resem resembled couples in Victoria Victorian era clothing dancing but were only shadows and before I was brought back to class it felt like the elderly woman was looking through a window at these couples the experience today felt similar to the one back in April I'm starting to wonder if this is an ancestor reaching could it also be a past life experience I I'm still de decompressing can you ask the cards what they think am I being reached out to by someone do I need to look within and learn something f learn from someone I was before General vibe and check for next steps, maybe? Ooh, I like this one. This is very, like, Christmas Eve haunted ghost story-ish. Yeah, Christmas Carol. Some Christmas Carol, ghosts of Christmas past situation. I love it Right so down much. to the Victorians. Super moody. Oh, I love this so much. Yeah, no kidding. It was so good. Firstly, sorry for losing both of your grandmothers in one week. That I know. must have been incredibly difficult. Seriously. But how do you want to start answering this question? I don't know. Because it sounds like they want to sort of know if this is like a, a ancestor or if it's past life. So I think somehow we need to differentiate which one it is. 
maybe the two pathway thing that we do often, we could just split that into rather than two decisions, like sort of a vibe check and moving forward, working with ancestors versus a vibe check and moving forward with, uh, I'm getting another deck (laughs) with past life stuff. I know. I was like, what is she doing? Esther just moved her entire table slightly over. I I just moved it because I needed a different deck because Hilda is too cheerful for this. I need something. (laughs) A little bit more. A bit more. uh, I don't have any Christmas tarot decks yet, but. um... I don't think that there really are any that aren't just like cartoonish. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because the only ones I can think of are there's like one that's like old Christmas cards that's been made into a tarot deck. And then kind of one that's basically like the RWS with like Christmas colors. Yeah. But okay, so maybe choosing like two questions and then we could do like, I guess we could start by pulling cards for what that energy is that's reaching out. Right. Try to interpret yeah. it that way. And then we could say like two pathways of either going into some ancestral work or going into some past life work and seeing which seems like the most like valuable, I guess, or yeah. Kyle can decide which seems like the thing he's yeah. trying to do the most of. Sorry, still get another target deck. Because you just can't enough have enough on your lap. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So okay. let's, yeah, let's each pull one or two cards just about like, what is this energy, energy that's, that's trying to... Kyle, get, Yeah, and maybe Kyle already knows. Hopefully this isn't the type of situation. Oh, he didn't update because I messaged him a couple days ago, so he didn't okay. update me, so... I mean, All this right. is also just like dog pictures fangirling, so... it didn't kind of come up in the conversation so okay energy that kyle is experiencing what is this energy kyle is experiencing okay huh okay what'd you get i got the devil and the six of pentacles Oh, it's definitely like ancestral stuff because I got the yeah, page I of think coins. It's okay, <laughs> and yeah. that's like to me, that's like very much of an ancestral thing. Yeah, I I got the magician too, so I definitely think it's someone magical from his ancestral lineage. Yeah, totally. Um, and can we should we talk about the devil in it a little bit more? Yeah. So I think that the devil is a card that would probably freak some people out to have in this sort of position, that uh-huh. the energy that's like you're experiencing includes the devil card. So I just want to reiterate that the devil card is not the like Christian idea of the devil, no. but it's sort of like a sense of powerlessness. Uh, we often use it to describe like sexiness too, yeah, 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 because it can sort of be like those sorts of like, I guess, I don't know, things that other people might think are hot or dangerous or whatever. (laughs) Right. I also think that in this sense, if we're talking about an ancestor, it may be someone who's in your lineage that has gone against the grain. Right. That has not been like of conformist to society's ideals because we're talking about like a non-conforming personality essentially. Yeah. So, um, so I think that could possibly, I mean, with the magic, we have two majors with the magician and the devil and so it's, to me, it seems like someone that's in their lineage that's reaching forward that may, you know, be that sort of like magical lineage. Yeah, I would also maybe look for somebody who was incredibly giving and maybe that's the way yeah. that they broke the mold. Like mm-hmm. if they were helping people that other people wouldn't help or, you know, participating in sort of like 
social movements that weren't something that the mainstream would be comfortable with in their mm-hmm. time. I think that's kind of where the six of pentacles picks up some of that. For right. Me. Yeah. Like giving, but also doing it sort of outside of the norm. So not like a church group, but right, like maybe right. something a little bit more sub- subversive. Yeah. And the, for me, the page of pentacles is that personality type, very young, uh, kind, you know, does it, isn't like, with that giving personality, they don't hold anything back with that money. You know, yeah. they're, they're, they are kind of lavishing stuff on other people. So, yeah. Oh, I like that a lot. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So then maybe we could just skip straight to the next steps and how to work with these, work with this, en- this energy sort of energy. Yeah. How to engage with them further. There you go. How to engage further. Further. Oh, I got the Page of Pentacles. Oh, interesting. And, and the I, Ace of Wands. And I got the Two of Swords and the Six of Cups. I think that probably returning to additional meditation. I mean, both visions that mm-hmm. happened when you were intentionally meditating. Only right. one involved LSD. But uh-huh. also the other thing about like, and I, I appreciate Kyle giving us the content warning, but I do feel like historically people for millennia have used some sort of hallucinogenics for spiritual practices. Right. And so there's like absolutely no shame in that. But I also just feel like the ace of wands. I mean, you have a lot of like beginning a new way of doing this kind of mm-hmm. thing. So I think starting off with research about it, working with ancestors, right. maybe listening to our episode with Nancy Hendrickson or reading mm-hmm. her book might be a really helpful way to sort of like, open up new methods of communing with mm-hmm. the energies that are trying to reach you. Um, things that you haven't necessarily done before would probably be a good idea. Yeah. And especially with the six of cups here, there's like, to me, that invitation to share between you, like to yeah. research and to do things. And with that two of blades that I got, like, it's... sorry, I, I'm using antique anatomy. So it's blades. Um, <laughs> I was just like, Oh wait, <laughs> We're swords. What are the, what's that actual word? But yeah, yeah. I mean, the two of, we've talked about this a lot, but the two of swords used to come up for me a lot when I knew that I had a decision to make, to make, right. But couldn't for whatever reason. So I do think that like uh, some interpretations of that card really are about like meditation, but also Mm -hmm. just sort of like sitting in that space where you kind of know what you have to do the moment before you then go and do that. Well, sit in that space between those two worlds. I think that's like, it's kind of, this is like on, from my cards together, it's kind of that invitation to do so that you're being, you're being invited by, you know, your experiences. And now as we're pulling cards for this experience, you know, continuing to walk in that. So Oh, I like it. I'm yeah, excited for you, Kyle. I am too. That is so exciting. I love this. I love it so much. It's so good. <laughs> it's a nice Christmas Yuletide yeah. feeling question. <gasps> Light some candles. Mm-hmm. Get cozy with it. It's also interesting that he messaged us on November 1st, and that's like r- right after Sawin. So there's yes. also a component of like the veil being really thin mm-hmm. then and the veil feels thin to me sort of through the new year because right. just of the darkness and everything, basically through the solstice, I guess not through like January 1st necessarily. <laughs> right. Right. But this is a good time to tap into that. Yep. Totally. All right. And our second question is from Jade and Jade says, I'm heading into a big transition and seeking some guidance. I'm moving into my first home in two weeks. This was sent a 
month or so ago. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so it's okay. Ending a long-term relationship and seeing the need for more quality friendships and feeling, for lack of a better term, lonely and spiritually empty. That could just be pandemic f- fatigue, she says. Mm-hmm. In an aside, I'm not saying that. Right, <laughs> She's right, saying right. that. Moving into this new place and ending my relationship feels like a gift and a fresh start. I'm curious if the cards have any guidance slash action steps for this stage, specifically how to settle into my new home. I have some anxiety with big transitions, increase my local friendship circle in a way that's manageable as I'm kind of an introvert and struggle with chronic pain, as well as guidance on when to get back into dating, i.e. timing considerations and unresolved blocks. Thank you so much for any insight. So I think just starting with the uh, guidance and next steps for this stage, the tra- yeah. I think the transition stuff is probably going to be more helpful to focus on uh, because that, depending on how the transition goes, that'll impact Everything else. Jade's sort of ability to do all of the, like, when should I be back in dating and whatever. Right, right, right. So that kind of I'm putting aside because yeah. I think maybe focusing on the transition would be more helpful. And yeah, then depending so. on how that goes, ask us for another reading or do one for yourself. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> totally. the transitions period is so stressful. They are. Exactly. Getting through that needs to be a priority. <laughs> yeah. Especially because I got the Ten of Wands and the Queen of Swords. Oh, really? I got the Ten of Swords and the Four of Swords. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So this transition, I mean, I think that it really, that speaks to where you are and where what you even said about it. Like, uh-huh. it feels like a fresh start. That's where the Queen of Swords is coming into play. Like, you can rationalize your way through this and say, like, this is going to be great. This makes mm-hmm. so much sense. Like, use the really pointed, sharp part of your brain. But then everything else is kind of like, you're exhausted. You need to rest. Uh-huh. Please give time for yourself. Please exactly. acknowledge the swords and the wands. Like, mm-hmm. I think that that's always what happens during transition is that people start feeling like they should be able to rationalize through the physical right. response to the transition. But you can't. No. You have to rest. You have to acknowledge that you, like, have ten swords sticking out of your back and that uh-huh. you're carrying ten wands. Like, that is yeah. a huge transition so allowing yourself the rest and space is the only way to do it. Mm-hmm, exactly. Like, and just envisioning the, a figure with ten swords in its, in its back while they're also hoarding. While also, ho- hoarding, yeah. <laughs> hoarding while ten also wands. While also holding ten wands. Like, <laughs> that know, is too freaking much. It is. And we, th- I think especially, like, I'm the type of person who I'm like, I'll just push through. It's fine. It's fine. I'll just yeah, push through. Yeah. And the four of swords is like, here nagging you going like, no, you can't push through. You're going to fall Maybe down. Maybe we should pull additional cards of how to be gentle with yeah herself how jade can be gentle with herself to kind of like increase the strength of that four of swords yeah i like it because then there's that like action for a queen of swords to do that thought process Mm -hmm. for a queen of swords to do but also with a focus on like allowing healing and rest to take place this is like such a hard time of year to allow healing and rest to take place if you're not careful with your boundaries anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but now you, what did you get? I got the hermit and the uh, <laughs> the nine of elixirs, which is not. And cups. I got the page of pentacles. I think it's like to me, the nine of elixirs is just doing like something like what, you know, you're kind of good at and what. Like, I think of this as, like, knitting. 
Like, yeah. you know, like what it would translate for me is the hermit and the nine of cups essentially is I hermit the best when I'm knitting and producing something that I'm loving and enjoying in that crafting process. Well, and I especially like that interpretation, Esther, because I got the page of pentacles. So doing something sort of tangible yes. that you know you're good at uh-huh. is perfect for that combination yeah. of cards. Like something that you can be in charge of on your own, uh-huh. that you're creating, that yep. you're tangibly making and that you already feel like it's something that you're that you do well right so it isn't something you're like beating yourself up at right right so for me in this sort of situation it would probably be like decorating my house or like Uh getting everything fully unpacked or making it so that one room was just like so picture perfect Uh because that's something that I know I'm good at I'm really good at styling rooms it gives me a lot of joy it's something I can do by myself it's something that I have complete control over right Right. and it's something tangible and functional Mm -hmm. and like you know pentacle-y for everyone to be doing and it's that like creative process that brings you emotional joy and health and fulfillment at the end of the day like right you know you holly decorating a room that's what that brings her and like me like knitting something is that what that brings me just yeah like you already have that thing that you that you do well that you can do on your own as this hermity figure that gives you this like that kind of refills your cups here and so just lean into that creative like side of things even right. though it may feel weird and you may feel guilty at first, this is what's going to fill you back up when you have those stabbings right. in your back. And you know, and especially because thing. the other questions are about like getting back out there between friendship or dating. But I think that for now, the transition mm-hmm. will go best if you just focus on getting your own space in order. Exactly. And then maybe that stuff can come later. And yeah. maybe we should each pull a card for sort of a timeline of getting back out there more generally. So friendship and dating or right. whatever but I think that for now not worrying about that and right. worrying about like basically like feathering your nest mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> is probably the way yeah. it looks like solo making it really a space that you love being in would probably be more beneficial than trying to be out in the world right but we could still pull a card for like timelines for getting out into the world like is there a time period for when that would be beneficial. I got the queen of wands. Okay. I got the five of cups cups to me always represent like spring. So even the five, even the five, like the dark side of spring, (laughs) like March. The dark side of spring. (laughs) Dark side of spring. (laughs) Yeah. For some reason for queen of wands, it was just coming up more like, fallish yeah. to me like maybe august like mm-hmm. early fall so maybe sometime mm-hmm. between spring and summer yeah would be a good time to start kind of getting out there i think that maybe in spring it would be a little bit more disappointing like you can be out in the world but don't mm-hmm. have any like heavy expectations of like stuff you're going to be receiving back right. but then by the time that august rolls around or like the end of summer, beginning of the autumn season, then stuff will start feeling more successful with that queen of wands. Mm-hmm. That being a specific person. Yeah. 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 Maybe. I don't we'll know. See. That was like an intuitive timing thing, which I'm not <laughs> totally comfortable with, but hopefully it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm a dummy about timing, Esther. No, it's fine. No. But I think starting in spring and like not finding success. Not having any expectations maybe is what we could have. Yeah. Like, yeah. Say. Yeah. Don't, yeah, don't expect totally. a lot in spring, but just kind of start to open yourself up then since, you know, that's anything. It may not be as fulfilling as you want it to be, but by the right time away. Yeah, summer totally. comes around, there may be some. Maybe it will be then. Yeah. 
I'm into it. Yeah, totally. And you've already, she already had the Queen of Swords describing her once, so the Queen of Wands happening in terms Complimenting. of like getting back out there is kind of cool. Yeah, I think so. All right. Um, we do not have any Patreon shout-outs, but if you would like to support us, Patreon is a great way to do it. We love our Patreon supporters. They get lots of content from us. There's tons of stuff already there, and we really appreciate the support. Yes, so much. This is the time of year where all of our... Um, like different hosting fees and stuff come into come <laughs> we, into play. We keep getting so a Google really alert. It. I'm like, excuse me, Google. You're yeah. being very rude about this. Yeah, I feel Can like you you're being out? a little bit pushy, Google. <laughs> we know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then our only other announcement is that people have our book in hand. Oh, and wow. if you bought it in a place where you can review it, please do. It's mm-hmm. been really fun seeing some reviews on Amazon and on Goodreads. But we want more, 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 more because we're just the algorithm is never happy. No. Nope. And it always wants more. Um, but it's been really it's really cool to see. And yes. We would appreciate five-star reviews uh and five-star reviews only (laughs) anyway we are reviewing yuletide tales lenormand by faina laura today and i'm so stoked about this because like we said at the top of the show we've had this for about a year and also we're huge suckers for uh folk tales yes and And non-christmas specific items yeah exactly and so this is like a very folktale oriented deck it's also Lenormand deck which will adjust how we kind of talk about it a little bit because Lenormand decks are so tiny 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 only 36 cards um (laughs) but Faina Laura is an author illustrator and surrealist oil painter who focuses on fantasy and whimsy she loves sharing fairy tales from around the world I think particularly Scandinavia and Russia she's Russian Mm -hmm. uh via a modern and approachable style her first book uh, Valisa's what? I think I left out a letter of that. Russian fairy tales came out in 2017, and she's been publishing both art and also books and decks ever since. Um, a short synopsis of the book or of the deck from her Etsy. She says some traditions should never be lost, like telling terrifying tales during the cold winter nights. Introducing the Yuletide Tales Lenormand, a variation of the traditional 36 cards of a Petite Lenormand deck. It features festive, macabre characters and is inspired by customs from another time. Enjoy an adventure inspired by winter fables of the old country presented alongside vintage style art. The hauntingly beautiful illustrations were created by Russian-born artist Faina Laura. They were painted in watercolor and designed to look like traditional Christmas illustrations. The stories that inspired Yuletide Tales Lenormand originated from Baltic countries and regions around the Arctic Circle. This deck is the perfect companion to Krampus and Other Yuletide Tales, a book by Faina Laura that features 13 wintry folk tales and over 60 pieces of artwork. Um, includes 36 poker-sized cards with original hand-painted detail or designs, seven instructional cards with keywords, meanings, and fun facts, a beautiful tuck box and a handwritten note from the artist. This makes a very unique gift or a nice treat for yourself. Perfect for beginners and experts who are looking for a fun twist on the traditional Lenormand deck. So where you can find it is on Etsy or through her website, which we'll link in the show notes. Uh, The Etsy page when at the time that I was writing this had a pretty quick turnaround for when she expects to get them out. So I think Mm -hmm. she's shipping them as her orders are received. Yeah. Um, she lives and, in Ohio, so yeah. regionally Midwestish. Exactly. So. 
Not too far from most of the U.S. Actually, you know what? That's insane to say. We call Ohio the Midwest, but it is so far east. (laughs) It's so far east. I don't know why we act like Ohio is like Midwestern. I know technically that's the region it counts as, but it's so far east. It's bananas. East. Anyway. Mid-east-ish. Yeah. (laughs) So it's close by, but the level of reader it's appropriate for. I think that like, if you're a Lenormand reader, this would be pretty easy to pick up. There have Mm -hmm. been some name changes, which we'll just talk about now. Right. Because there's kind of a lot of them. Yes. Um, But it's still 36 cards. They have the seven meanings cards that, so that you can kind of see some lore that she is associating Mm -hmm. with everything. Um, And then there have been some updated names. So ship is vehicle. It's like Santa on a sleigh. Mm -hmm. Bear is beast, which I love. Yeah. Stork is courier, which I think makes a lot of sense because the stork is about that anyway. Right. You might as well have it be something that's more related to like everyday life. Uh And then dog has been changed to wolf. Uh Right. The one flaw with the naming conventions is that there aren't any alternative like people figures. So right. it really is just man and woman. And I think that a lot of Lenormand decks don't do that anymore. There's usually at least a couple of like non-binary or additional options right, um, right. to give some more fluidity, but this deck does not have that. Um, So keep that in mind when you're going into it. But I do think that those name changes seem pretty intuitive. So I don't think that this is something that a new Lenormand reader would be totally thrown by. Right. But it's probably helpful if you have a little bit of a sense of Lenormand going into it, just because, you know, it can be confusing when you're, when you find something you don't exactly expect. Right. Right. It could be a little, a little spicy to begin with, but I think the name changes have like gone well with the lore that's included about the cards. Yeah, totally. And so it's not counterintuitive necessarily. It's kind of just more storytelling in essence. Yeah, exactly. Um, The size is a like traditional poker deck size. Obviously there's only 36 cards though. So it is a little bit thinner Mm -hmm. and the card stock is totally fine. I would say that it's like probably equivalent to some of our, decks the wildly tarot decks right right or like anything that's sort of a standard solid mass market right or not right. mass market solid standard indie print on demand whatever right right probably like what you think 300 310 I, I think it's a little thicker than our wildly tarot cards and i forget what those are 300 i think 300 so, so yeah i, I would say these are probably 310 yeah if you're somebody who can just immediately understand GSMs, like our friend Brian, who's like, oh, I know what that means. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's coming down. The rain is. Yay. Oh, I cannot wait to be done with this it's and go stand miracle. outside. <sighs> I like standing outside in the rain more than almost anything else in the whole. Yeah. Room. Anyway, uh, I would say it isn't a totally matte finish, but it's not glossy by any right. chance. It's like coated. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like a very solid middle of the road choice. Yes. All around. Um, the deck itself feels very whimsical. I think that her mm-hmm. goal of having it be like very Christmas card style, whatever is completely achieved. Yes. It's very watercolor. There's some like black ink lines and stuff, but it's just like very, it just feels super like Victorian holiday. Yes, in some definitely. Like but a, a Christmas little bit card fun because of all the different beasts. Yes, yes, yes. Yuletide whimsy. Exactly. Exactly. Um, we already talked about the name changes, so I guess we'll just go on to the favorites. Yay. I have a lot of favorites. Oh, I do but too. I want to talk about my huh first. Okay, talk about your huh. What's your huh card? 
Okay, so my hot card is the scythe card, which I originally pulled out as one of my favorites because I really like it's like basically three sort of like beheaded uh-huh. Victorian ladies standing in a circle talking. And my ha card reason is because it does not match at all with what's on the meaning card. So I think there must have been a change made to the art. It says, Scythe is father time. A sudden end means it's time to move on and learn from what's been completed. Keywords, decision, danger, warning. And then the uh, lore about it says, Kronos, the Greek god of time, is often personified as father father time during the holidays. He's been seen as an old man holding a harvester sickle. During the holiday, father father time represents the old year and he hangs over his duties of time to the new year, which does not at all reflect what the card actually has. Uh So I think that there must've been an art change slash uh, switch out somewhere, switch out that was not reflected, which is like not after me just complaining about a a card being misidentified (laughs) in our book. I feel like I have no right to (laughs) complain about, but it did stick out to me because the card itself is so cool, but it doesn't match with the lore Uh that's written on the like information card. And I'd be curious to see what the actual lore behind this adorable card. Uh Exactly. Cause that's one of my favorite cards is the scythe card because like, Heads coming off, heads rolling. Love it. I know. Like, so well, we cool. both We both really love that lady with the green ribbon. Yeah. Story. Ghost story. Uh-huh. And I feel like that reflects that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, that, that makes it, um, that's an understandable huh. Yeah. Because I still think it's such a I approve card. and second you the motion. approve my huh. Exactly. <laughs> I do not give her a huh in return to your huh. <laughs> 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 what are the other favorites you have? Um, I really love book because of the skull and candle yes. and the butterflies. And it's just super creepy. I mean, it hasn't really nothing to do with like the information that book gives, but it's just that kind of like lore of like, Ooh, here's a spooky yeah. little book for a Victorian, you know, Christmas. Right. It's like a stack of books with a skull with a candle melted over it. Uh-huh. And it's just, very spooky it's very aesthetic okay i also like snake because like she has a it's like a woman i love grand victorian coat very 101 stalmation if cruella deville was in like 1904 and or no actually when's it victorian 17 edwardian but 16 no No. what (laughs) Victor, you think Queen Victoria was queen of the 1600s? No, no I'm just, I'm just <laughs> saying numbers to see your reaction. <laughs> Sorry, it's okay. Queen, Victorian era is like the 1800s, 1800s, and then Edwardian is like the early late, 1900s, 1800s slash early. Ni- I'm totally wrong, but gener- we're, we're in the, the those general are the general area. ideas. Okay. So anyways, Do you want to hear about the figure on the card? Yes, and so they have devil horns on. Yeah, and then there's like a snake peeping out from under the dress. Yeah. And it's like, and she just looks so evil cool. and cool as hell. So cool as hell. Like I'd go and for her also and beautiful. Yes, yeah. And also so beautiful. <laughs> snake says, according to old German legend, Frau Perchta was a pagan goddess who upheld ancient holiday traditions. People believed that she could enter their homes at night and punish misbehaving inhabitants by cutting open their stomachs and stuffing them with rocks and straw. I mean, I love it. I mean, I would, I would torture children with that myth if I could. I know. <laughs> if you're I'm bad. How scared you'd be. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Someone's going to come in your house at night and rip open your stomach. <laughs> <laughs> 
I've been around children too long. I need to break. Okay. <laughs> I know. Seriously. Um, on the How do you sa- know that you've been teaching for too many months in a row when you start <laughs> fantasizing about the like, terrible yes. stories you could tell children to make Naughty them get in children. Line. Um, <laughs> my Another macabre one is bouquet. Bouquet, Rosa the house speaking, Lady the house speaking. Um, <laughs> with these like little bitty skull flowers. Yeah. Those are so cool. Like, I love bouquet. It's so, like, It looks simple. like a bouquet, but instead of any flowers, it's little skulls. It's all little teeny tiny skulls. Uh, and then to more normalized cards, fox looks like a cute, snuggly little fox. I just want to... Fox is sweet. Like, I could see it's that so being sweet. tattooed on someone oh, so totally. easily. Totally. It's like a little curled up fox in yeah. a den just sleeping. Mm, so so cute. And then I also like clouds because I like the fact that it's kind of like a cleansing motion, like where she's kind of dusting she's out her like pillows. Fluffing, yeah, like fluffing Outside out the window pillows. and the cloud is like from all the dust. So it's like sometimes cloud can be like that confusion and that disorientation but sometimes it's also like that cleansing and getting that disorienting like stuff out of your way well and so so it says germanic lore mentions the story of frau holly her name or no her home is hidden in the clouds and when her bedding is given a good shake so that the feathers fly it will snow in the world below oh so she's creating a snowstorm that's really interesting i love that but but it is so cute my last favorite is whip which is krampus i love a good krampus yeah so much. me too look at that cute bag he's carrying he is and his like i just and his like whips like the sticks in his hand is the whip it's just perfect so yeah so yes so we overlapped with book and snake but okay. i also really liked uh stars okay because it's a little fairy lady wearing a red coat oh, yes. and it's just very cute and it looks like such a children's book illustration uh-huh. and i just think that it's very very sweet yeah um let me see if it says anything interesting about that card specifically so a winter fairy tale of german origin told of falling stars that became golden coins in the hand of a poor orphan oh and so she has all of these little it's kind of like a gift yeah. in some way oh, i so also sweet. really like mountain because any yeah. anytime there's like a gnome style situation of somebody yes. having built a little house into a natural occurring uh-huh. element I'm just into it. So it's a mountain, but it's also a little house. There's like a door in it, windows. It looks so cozy. There's a moon behind it, making it like feel like a total refuge. Yeah. And it's just very, apparently it's from Icelandic folklore. Ooh. Um, another scary one for children. <laughs> Icelandic folklore depicts Gala as a mountain dwelling troll who comes down to town during Christmas. She has an appetite for the flesh of mischievous children who she cooks yes. in a large pot. But since the mountain indicates obstacles um, and challenges, I think that it's cool to have it be like, you know, there's this obstacle of having this bloodthirsty whatever you know. situation. Yeah. I also really love Beast because it's a Yeti mm-hmm. and it is so cute. He's, like, look at its little belly. It's belly. like kind of like a little chunky Yeti with a smile on his face and like horns. It's a mischievous and it just, one. It's not like a yeah. dumb looking Yeti. Sometimes no, Yeti look dumb and stupid. This one. No, looks he looks cute. so playful. And then last but not least is Clover, just because oh, I yes. fucking goddamn love a mushroom. And yes. this is a mushroom man. It's like a bearded little elven guy with yeah. a mushroom cap hat carrying a clover. And it's just so cute. So cute. And then where's the. 
Where, I want to find the mushroom. I literally could have had like four other more cards. I was like, Esther, this could not be the whole 36 cards for the whole yeah. episode. So there's, it's just so cute. But so Clover means an unexpected moment of joy or a fleeting chance that requires quick action. So like luck, opportunity, et cetera. Yeah. And it says in the past, Siberian shamans revered the um, Amanita muscaria mushroom as a sacred plant. They would consume it during the winter solstice for its hallucinogenic property. So there's sort of like that luck, chance, whatever experience happening yeah. here with this cute mushroom. <sighs> it's so adorable. I'm so into it. <laughs> I love it. Did you have any ha cards? I don't think so. I, I look through and I don't think I had any ha cards. I think the only one would have been wolf because wolf comes across way more because wolf is replacing more dog aggressive than dog. Yeah. Totally. And dog is really super friendly and like that best friend or whatever. And so to me, that kind of changes it to more sinister. If that makes any yeah. sense. Cause and especially yeah. cause this one's not like a friendly looking wolf either. It's not like yeah, a Siberian a pretty... husky sort of look. It's like, a yeah, <laughs> it's a pretty uh, werewolfian. Right. Wolf. So I think that was kind of like the only one that had me as like a little bit of a hub. That's just because the meaning to me was yeah. not the traditional sort of. Maybe you just need to make friends with that wolf. You know, the, the wolf werewolf wolf. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right. Cool. So let's pull cards for a relationship with the deck. I really love this. I think yes. it's so fun. I like the combination of spooky and Yule right. a lot. And I use this deck all year round. Like I think I was pulling cards in like August and I was like, let me get some Yuletide Lenormand. <laughs> I just like it, okay? It's cold somewhere, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's true. You're like, I'm just feeling very South American. Or not South American. I guess all of South, the Southern, Southern Hemisphere-ish. Hemisphere-ish. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that does bring up an interesting point about cultural stuff, though. She says it's like Baltic states, and that oh, is right. super clear. There's like oh, not yeah. any Yule traditions from other areas. It's mm-hmm. just specifically like Northern European. Right. Um. So all of the human figures that are depicted are obviously white. Oh yeah. Because it's kind of going to this sort of like, not that there weren't people of color in those eras in the Baltic countries. I'm sure that there were, but it's sort of like traditional Baltic fairy tales and therefore sort of incredibly white. Yeah. Yeah. Good. All idea. right. So my card is woman. That's hilarious. <laughs> I guess I should use this deck more. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. And my card is child. I'm not having a baby. That's forbidden. Just an FYI. But maybe it's like to use with students. Hello. Or to access your inner child. Baba Yaga. She's going to eat you for Christmas. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's telling you to scare more people. Exactly. That's what I took from the child card. Thank you very much. I am not wrong. Yeah. You have a couple more days of talking about Christmas traditions with students, All of everybody. Yes, exactly. That's all I have to talk with for the next three weeks. So. Yeah, it would be really funny if you turned your entire unit into just like things about Christmas that could kill you. I mean, it'd be fun to talk about stuff. with adults because adults wouldn't, wouldn't mind that. They'd probably find it really entertaining, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. I love lore like that a lot. Awesome. Well, that's our show. Uh, how do we start this intro again? My whole thing entire went to sleep. Okay, that's our show. <laughs> Don't forget to send us your questions. <laughs> you can find all of our contact information at wildlytarot.com, including a handy form to submit questions with. And also, if you have any recommendations for romance novels that people won't buy you for your Christmas gift exchange, that's true. suggest them to us. Yeah. We have no shame about it. 
I forgot that this box basically eats the book if you put the book in first. So I've been trying to get this book out of <laughs> this box forever. for like 20 minutes. Okay. And that's not that's not the Yuletide Lenormand box. That's a different no, no, tarot no. box. That's an intense box. <laughs> also, tell your friends about us. Rate, review us. Five stars, please. We love you if you give us five stars. Yeah, we'll, so We'll much. love you slightly less if you give us four, but we'll still love you. Yeah, exactly. It, it helps us grow. And as always, we really appreciate. Yeah. You can also follow us on Wildly Tarot Podcast on Instagram or join our Facebook community by searching for Wildly Tarot Podcast on Facebook. And also we have a Discord server and merch on Redbubble. So if you want to get yeah. some Wildly Tarot Podcast merch for Christmas, we have a book. We have Existential Dread. And we may be getting some bed stuff pretty soon. So we love bed because bed is friend. So <laughs> we do love bed. Out. Bed is friend. Bed is for sure friend. <laughs> and remember, go forth and tear wildly this week. We love you. We love so you. Much. We love you so much. <laughs>